Alrighty, so let me, let's pray. Actually, I want to share this scripture with you guys. I was driving here, and uh, yeah, I just felt like this was something that came to mind, and I just thought, wow, it's so cool. Like, the, Jesus died for our sins. The tomb is empty. He is risen. He's ascended. And it was cool that Leighton read from Revelation. Um, one scripture that I, I love is actually Revelation chapter 5, and this is what John writes, and I'll just read from chapter 5 verses 11 to 14 but just just imagine this is incredible he says then i looked and i heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is a lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and check this out verse 13 and i heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever and the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped so let me pray with that father thank you for this time and i pray that you would bless uh, this seminar and use it to edify to encourage uh, to equip uh, each and every one of us god so that we can be faithful witnesses and ambassadors in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen awesome so yeah my name is rich and i've been a member here for almost three years married to Kristen, and we have two daughters aubrey and rachel so just a little bit about myself aubrey's four and a half and rachel just turned two so they're part of the children's ministry and i actually serve full-time in a ministry called decision point i serve as our california director and so uh what we do is we're all about proclaiming the gospel to the next generation. So that's predominantly high school and younger, but really a lot, of, a lot of things here will apply to anyone, like each one of us here today. So um, why did you come here today? So I'm curious, especially you two, like why did you come here today? Why did you pick this one? Um, so when I was doing it, personally just to talk here, I didn't realize that like proclaiming to the campus like was targeted towards high school and under. Um, but, you know, I think one of the main missions of ACF is campus evangelism. Um, and so that's, and also that's like something that I never really thought about before, like in high school, I wasn't really involved in any like Christian clubs or anything. So I think evangelizing in the terms of like, just like students like that you meet or like people that like were strangers to you and then like now you're just like pointing to them in gospel. Like that was like a really, I think scary concept for me. And so, um, something I want to get better at, so. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage you, some of the things I'll share here, uh, think through how maybe you might be able to incorporate it even in the college campus fellowship. So I want to encourage you in that. Steven. Um, almost in high school, so like if I go to a public high school, I can hopefully share the gospel with other people who don't know. Yeah, you're going to be in high school next year, so especially if you go to public high school like Torrance High, you could be equipped to share the gospel there. That's super cool. Um, thank you for, for showing the love, Daniel. Appreciate that you're here. Uh, why don't we just discuss amongst ourselves real quick, just for a minute, really fast. What are some of the problems that you see in the lives of your friends on campus or just other students? Like, what are some things that you see? What are problems that you see in their lives? Well, we see different things, right? Like, we see stress, we see anxiety, we see um, confusion. A lot of them are asking questions like, what's the purpose of my life? Like, what's, what is even the point of life? And some people are even asking, going as far as like, is life even worth living? Like, so these are real, these are huge questions. These are really weighty questions that people are asking. So um, the question for us to ask is then, you know, what, what's our part? What, what can we do? The good news is that God actually can use us, right? It's not actually us. Um, like our church is going through Galatians and Paul says like, hey, the, the message I preached to you, it's not, man's gospel like i didn't come up with it right and so this is a message that god has entrusted to us that he wants to actually use us and speak through us so um i want to share a quick story with you about a middle school student he was a sixth grader last year at a public middle school in yorba linda and at lunchtime at in his school in the gym uh he basically uh, god used them to reach a lot of students as a sixth grader and so what happened was that um, these students, God just had prepared their hearts and had them ready 
to actually, they were already wanting to evangelize their peers. Uh, We got connected with them this past January. We started coaching them. And then while we were coaching them to evangelize, we found out that two of the boys were being bullied for the Christian club. But the cool thing is, is that they didn't back off. They stood firm, they stood bold, and they continued to move forward. And after several months at the end of May, which was just a few months ago, uh, for the like three days, they hosted gospel outreaches that you see here. This is actually uh, some of the pictures from, the, from it. And they invited friends. And it was crazy because on the third day, Nolan, who's now a seventh grader, that's him right there. He stood up and he actually shared a message and it resulted in 20 students um, responding, like indicating a decision to put their faith in Jesus Christ. And so praise God, like, I just want to share that more as like an encouragement to you that, hey, we were able to help a student like this, young student, proclaim the gospel, uh, train on how to launch a Christian club, and then how to have these events at his school. We also do other things as well. But if God can use Nolan, man, he could surely use us for sure. But I want to pause here for a moment because, um, yeah, God can use you whether you're in front of a lot of people, right, like Nolan here. And God can use you in just like the normal, mundane, like everyday life situations. Like when maybe you're stretching before basketball practice next to your teammate, or maybe when you're eating at the Commons area at Cal State Long Beach or wherever, um, even when you're, you're, you're next to your coworker or whatever it is, or maybe at one of the sports events and you're standing next to another dad who maybe doesn't know the Lord, like very everyday normal situations, uh, God can use you in that situation. So regardless of where you are or who you are, uh, we can know this and because it's young people, but it's really everybody, okay? God loves to use young leaders, adults, elderly, retired people. As long as you are a believer, a follower of Jesus, God loves to use all his children to stand for Christ, live for Christ, witness for Christ, and even endure hardship for his name. Why? Because he's worth it. Worthy is the lamb who was slain, right? To receive all power, wealth, wisdom, all these things. And I want to start with that big heavenly vision because as we move back down onto earth, it's like we need to remember that, you know, all that we see in the problems and the fears and all these things, we need to see that in light of the glory, in light of eternity. So what can you do? I want to frame the rest of the time with these five gospel challenges. So this is how we train students. Say, okay, what, okay, now, when the rubber meets the road, what does it look like? So let's put teeth to it, okay? So we have five gospel challenges, and I want to give you guys this handout. So you guys can each grab a handout and take notes there. And so the first one is pray five, and I'll talk about these more. The second one is go witness. The third one is teach God's word. Fourth is give God's word. And last one is lead outreach. So in this seminar, I really want to focus on the first two, pray five and also go witness. And so, and then I'll fly by the last three. So let's start with pray five. If you're, if you're taking notes, there's a pen there you can, you guys can use. So starting with number one, pray five. The reason why is an intent, it's intentional that it's number one is because prayer is like the most powerful tool. Like we got to start with prayer. And so specifically what that is, is like Praying for boldness, right? If you read the book of Acts, you'll see how many times they pray for boldness after they're getting like beaten and persecuted. Timing, what do they do? They rejoice. And then what? They ask God and God, what does he do? If you read it closely, he'll fill them with more boldness. Uh, we need to pray that the lost would be found. Jesus said, I, the, the son of man came to seek and save the lost. And we need to pray uh, that God would open our eyes to see opportunities, okay? So there's a lot of prayer that goes into uh, witnessing and, and evangelizing. We need to be people of prayer. And so the Pray 5 challenge is simply this. It's to pray faithfully for five unbelievers every day for five weeks. Five of your unbelieving friends, family, every day for five weeks. So if you wanna write that down, you could write that down. And you're praying specifically that they would come to know God, that God would open their hearts and that they would come to surrender their lives to Christ. It's praying, like I said before, for boldness and praying that when God opens a door for a gospel conversation, 
you will courageously share the hope that you have in Jesus. So what you see in here, the slide is a QR code. And if you use it, it'll go to our website and it'll kind of, it'll have there written out what I kind of just said about what it is. And then there's a button there, take the challenge. Will you take the Pray 5 challenge? And anyone can do it. You can do it as a, a college student, as a middle school student, as a dad, you can sign up. And what you'll, what happen is you'll get texts that will remind you, hey, and encourage you for five weeks. So it's super cool. Um, so I want you actually, I want to invite you right now to actually take a minute to pray and ask God to bring people to your mind. God, bring people to my mind right now. We're going to actually do this right now. I'm going to give you a minute to think about it. And so on your worksheet there, um, and even just pray right there, um, think about people in your life. Uh, maybe unbelieving friends that you know. Um, maybe God's bringing to mind unbelieving family members, cousins, uh, coworkers. Um, maybe at school, maybe they're people who look like they're on the margins or the fringes. Maybe it's people who are lonely or getting bullied. Okay, so think about who they are. And go ahead and just, as they come to mind, just go and write those names down. Uh, there's a spot there on your worksheet, but if you're, yeah, if you have your own journal, you can do that too, which is great. Give you guys a few, give you a minute. So let's actually pray right now, okay? Let's do just silent prayer, okay? So uh, go and pray that God would open their hearts to him. Pray that God would incline their hearts to him. Pray God would save them. And pray God would give you an opportunity to share with them the hope you have. And ask God to fill you with boldness in that when that opportunity comes. So just maybe pray to God, lift those other names up silently that you wrote down. Just tell the Lord, I'm adding these others to that list as I present them before your throne. And so, Father, we do pray for Ashley, Wilson, Paul, and James, Lord, and all the others on our list that you indeed would save. And God, that you would give us boldness by the power of your Holy Spirit to be faithful witnesses to them when you open the door. Help us to see it and help us to take that step. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay, so that's pray five. Now this next one, we're going to spend a lot more time, kind of the bulk of our time talking about this next one, and it's the Go Witness Challenge. So this is also a QR code here. It goes to another page. Take the, the Go Witness Challenge, okay? And there's like videos and training and all sorts of really cool stuff. So um, you guys can take a photo of that or uh, I can give that to you guys later. But when God opens up that opportunity, will you be ready, right? So I, I wanna give you training on like the why of witnessing and then real quick and then also then practical the how, okay? So do we really need to proclaim the gospel? Why witness, right? Do we really need to go share our faith? Well, I actually wanna share with you guys uh, three biblical reasons real quick, okay? So if you wanna write down the references, you can. Three biblical reasons uh, why we are to witness. Number one, it's a command. Jesus commands us. He told the disciples in Acts chapter one, verse eight, he says, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will. He didn't say, and you, and, and maybe, he says, no, and you will be my witnesses. Where? Everywhere. In Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Number two, it's, it's who we are. It's part of our identity. If we're followers of Christ, we, we actually, we are God's ambassadors. And that's 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20. And I'll sum it up for us, but he says, God has actually given us a ministry of reconciliation. And later he'll say, we are ambassadors. We are, that's our identity. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his what? Appeal through us. He's, he's wanting to speak through us. He wants to bring a message through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Lastly, it's our Christian duty. If we don't proclaim the gospel, who will, right? 
people actually need to hear the gospel to be saved. So Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes from what? Hearing, hearing the word of Christ. So let me share with you a quick video. This is a student, a high school student in the Bay Area. We have a student conference. I'll share more about it at the end. But we had it at Colorado Christian University this past summer. And it's for all incoming eighth graders to uh, outgoing high school seniors. And so this student named Nathan, um, one of our staff said he hasn't seen a student so bold to share his faith um, like, like this student. But it didn't start out like that. So check out. Uh, what Nathan has to say. It's just say it's just a, a minute. Like I like socializing, but like talking to people about God is like 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 it's deep, it's serious. But it's also at the same time like this is like the most special and important thing we could do. Like I heard this one thing like five seconds of awkwardness is worth like an eternity in heaven for like a soul or for somebody. Um, but basically, I was playing basketball at my high school um, during quarantine, and this guy came. This guy comes up to me. His name is Zion. Um, I don't really know him that much at the time, but he comes up to me like randomly, like I barely talk to him. And he's like, "Yo, you know that Jesus is coming back?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." At that point, I wasn't really a Christian. I was like, oh, "Yeah, sure, okay." And he tells me like about the whole gospel and about the Bible and all that, and he just he blows my mind. He blows me away, and. I'm not sure if it was that day, or that week, or that month, but around that time, that's when I got saved. It was around two years ago. And at that point, God has just continued to pour in me. And this fire for people, too, has just, like, increased. And it's awesome. And I'm sold out for Jesus. And I hope and I pray that all of y'all are just so hungry to tell these souls about, like, just the good news. Because it's the most beautiful thing ever. Awesome. Okay. So... I'm going to go into the how. Um, the training I'm going to give you specifically, it's just one. So on your worksheet, it says five steps to share the gospel. It's just one of many ways to get into a gospel conversation. And in our ministry, we call it initiative witnessing. So if you want to write that down, initiative witnessing. So it's in its name. What does that mean? It's like you, you, you initiate the conversation. You start the conversation. Okay. So it's an, it's an approach to evangelism that's very proactive right? It takes, it's taking initiative. Okay. But it's just one side. It's just one aspect of evangelism. So you might be sitting here thinking, I'm not like Nathan. (laughs) I'm not like Nolan. Uh, I'm not outspoken. I'm not extroverted. I'm not gifted. And I want to encourage you because the issue is not, I'm not gifted. I'm not outspoken. I'm not extroverted. I'm not a people person or whatever. That's not the issue. The issue is not your personality. The issue is not your strengths or your giftings. The issue is obedience and readiness. So if you want to write that down, obedience and readiness. The issue is, I have the question up here, are you ready? So on one hand, are you ready to initiate a gospel conversation? Which again, I'm going to provide you that training in a moment. But on the other hand, are you ready to respond and engage to the opportunity opportunities God gives to you and the questions and comments that people make to you, okay? So that's why I put 1 Peter 3.15, if you want to write that down, and also Colossians 4, 2 to 6. 1 Peter 3.15 says this, Peter writes this. He says, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being what? Prepared to make what? A defense. And listen to this part. To anyone who asks you, Okay, so this is now someone initiating with you, okay, who asks you for a reason for the hope that you have, but yet do it with gentleness and respect. So are you ready and prepared to respond, to make a defense, to give a response, not when you initiate, but when someone asks you, hey, so what's this whole Christian thing about? Stephen, you go to church all the time, man. What's up with that? <laughs> is it just your parents make you to go or do you want to go? Tell me about that, right? So what are you going to say? right? Same thing. What's this double ACF thing? What are you going to say? That's an opportunity, but are you ready for the question? Okay. So that one's less proactive, but that one's more, are you ready to respond? Are you ready to lean in? Are you ready to engage? Okay. Colossians four, two to six says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. This is so good. At the same time, okay. At the same time you're praying and all these things, hey, also pray 
also for us that God may open a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. And then check this out. He's talking about people not in the church, but outside of the church. He says in verse five, walk in wisdom towards outsiders. Okay, that's unbelievers. Making the best use of your time, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So the question I want you guys to write down is this. How are you using your opportunities God is giving to you daily? How is God, how are you responding to the opportunities that God is giving you to you daily? When you ask God for the opportunities to open up the door, like, do you even see the opportunity? Do you have those spiritual eyes? That's why we have to start with prayer first. God, open my eyes to help me to see what you see. So again, are you prepared? Are you ready in your everyday normal life? Whether you're in the car with your buddy, driving to the football game, whether again, you're eating a burger in and out, whatever, like it's just our whole life. So also uh, another thing to think about is like, how are we lever- leveraging our conduct? How are, how are we leveraging our behavior, right? So like we're, we're opening the door for somebody, someone drops something, you're the first one to jump out of their seat and help them pick it up. You know, rather than let that person like, everyone's sitting there, not doing anything, not getting up and that person's awkward and you jump at your seat, oh, can I help you? And you're always that person or you're showing your teammate or your classmate or whatever so much kindness and they're like, dude, Steven, why are you taking so much time to get to know me? Like, I feel like I'm invisible to everybody else, but you actually see me and you take time to get to know me, right? Or Megan, same thing. Like, why, why are you so nice to me? Are you ready to give the answer? Well, let me tell you, there's someone who's been, who, who pours a love that's from an infinite source, a joy that is unending, and his name is Jesus. It's as simple as that. You're proclaiming even in that simple interaction. So again, the issue is not about calling, gifting, being extroverted, being outgoing, being that people person. No, it's not about that. The issue is, are you ready to be obedient and either initiate or respond and engage? Okay. So I thought that piece is kind of important because this is really for, uh, for everybody who's a believer. So with that said, let me give you a training on one aspect of evangelism, initiative witnessing. Okay. So we have Uh, Five steps. So if you guys want to write it down, it's number one, uh, five steps to share the gospel. Prepare the conversation. Two, begin the conversation. Three, share the gospel. Four, invite them to respond. And then five, prepare for follow-up. Okay, I'll leave that up there for you guys for a second so you guys can write that down. But I'll start sharing about number one. Prepare the conversation. Uh, It's simple. We're going to go back to it and, and kind of repeat it again. It's really prayer. It's really prayer. It's again praying for boldness. And, and, I, and I really appreciate what you said, Megan. Oh, it's, it's like it's scary, right? I think that's what you said. And it's a time to pray and surrender our fears. And then ask the Holy Spirit to empower us. I, I always say this sometimes when I give this training, sometimes I say, hey, how, there's some of you here who love the outdoors and camping. And then raise your hand, boom, people raise their hand. You know, some of you are so excited to go check out their new boutique coffee shop. Who you, or who you at? They're like, yeah, you know. Uh, how many of you guys love the, like the beach or sports, you know, and, and whatever. And then I'm like, all y'all guys love sleep. Like there's, there's just not one person who doesn't like their sleep here, right? And then I'm like, okay, how about, how many of you guys like wake up in the morning and the first you think, think about is like, I want to evangelize today, <laughs> right? It's like no one, right? No one wakes up thinking that, right? Why? Because it's not your power and your love, right? It's actually God's power and God's love working through you. And it's not your message, but it's a message that God has given to you. And so we need to ask God. We need to go to God to fill us, to empower us, to renew us, and strengthen us. So yeah, you might think, I can never go up to somebody and have a gospel conversation, right? Um, I understand that. I, I have fears too. And if you have fears around evangelism and fears around witnessing, I just want to say this. It is absolutely normal. <laughs> You're human. <laughs> it's absolutely normal. It's not strange. But we need to ask God to help us to redirect mis- misplaced fears that we have of man and direct them to the only place that they belong, God. See, the proverb says, the fear of man lays a snare. But the Lord 
right, is the one who's a refuge for us. He's the one who keeps us safe, right? Uh, because if you read the Old Testament, it was because they lacked a fear of God that it led them to idolatry, actually, because they, they weren't looking to God to deliver them. They're looking to man to deliver them, somebody else but God. They forgot about God. Their faith became weak and dull and led them into sin, idolatry, and exile. So we need to ask God to fill us with boldness. So there's a great definition of success in witnessing, and it's this. It's to proclaim the gospel in the power of the Spirit and to leave the results to God. Like you can't, you, you and I can't change someone, right? But we can be faithful to proclaim. And if, as long as we take a step to pray, that's success. Or we're taking a step to respond or initiate, that you're, being, you're, you're walking in faith and God is pleased. So I want to encourage you guys with that. Uh, one, one other thing I want to encourage you guys with is when you're faithful to step out and you're, you're, you're bumping up against resistance and people like, like you know, they're, it's like super awkward now. <laughs> you, that's a success too, right? Because there's something in them that's being, that's being uh, God's using you to touch something in their heart that maybe no one else has courage to bring up, right? But that's what it, what it Nathan said. That five minutes of five seconds of awkwardness is worth an eternity in heaven. I was like, that's a cool quote. That's awesome, right? So the fears are not strange. We should expect them, but we need to fear God and not man. Okay, so we need to pray. Number two is begin the conversation. Begin the conversation. Okay, so I love this. This has been so helpful to me, okay? So if you're talking with somebody, you're trying to initiate a conversation with someone you, um, you know. So imagine you're at the commons at you know, Cal State Long Beach or you're, I don't know, where do you hang out with some of your buddies, Steven, sometimes? Where do you guys eat? Do you guys eat out sometimes? No? Neither do it in my family. We, we eat at home all the time. Um, <laughs> but, um, okay, let's just say you're with a friend, okay, and they don't know the Lord. And uh, maybe you've known them for a year, maybe you, got, you just got to know them, or maybe you've known them for a long time. And it's like, you realize that person may be coming to mind right now. You've never, you've never talked to them about God. How do you steer the conversation to talk about God? You can just say, hey, you can literally have a, have, be finishing a bite of the In-N-Out burger, swallow it as they swallow their fries. And then you say, hey, and you look up, say, hey, Wilson, <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked you, but what are your thoughts about God? That's it. And, and just, just, say, just, see what, just see what they say, right? And be a good listener. Uh, you can even say this. This is another good question. I actually, I literally used this question I'm about to say. Hey, Wilson, if you could describe God, how would you describe God? Yeah, so that's, that's another good question that I use. Um, if you, actually, just want you to practice that. So why don't you ask him the question, you say it back, and then you say it to him, and he'll say it back. So you get to do it twice, Stephen. So Megan. Hi, Stephen. Um, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What do you think about God? Oh, I'm I don't think I've ever asked you this, but what do you think about that? <laughs> okay, well, maybe how you can ask him. <laughs> hey, Steven, I don't think uh, you ever talked about this, but do you ever uh, think about who God is? <laughs> hey, hey, everyone give yourself a little golf clap. Good job. That's awesome. Um, okay, so that's, it's a simple. See how simple that was? Sometimes we think it's like, it's all, all this crazy stuff. No. Just memorize a simple question. <laughs> and, and remember, this is interesting. And helpful for me, the category of a transition question. Because that transition question, you're transitioning the question from just like talking about something like just chit chat and whatever, just to spiritual things, okay? Um, all right, so let's, you're talking to someone you don't know, and you could say something like this Hey, we're going around asking people what they think about God. Do you mind sharing your thoughts? So, that, that's another question that you could write down. How I do it is like this. So I was at, I literally at Chick-fil-A two weeks ago and I was sitting there and there were, I, would just, I was already eating my spicy chicken deluxe sandwich with waffle fries, my favorite. Um, and these two guys came in like over, they look like over six feet, huge buff, like three times bigger than me. Tattoos from like their, their like calf muscles all the way up. Like guy had tattoos like around his beard. And I was like, these guys either came back from war 
or they came from the gym, okay? And they looked kind of sweaty and stuff. So they ordered their food and they sat really close by me. And I just felt like I need to talk to these guys, but then I didn't want to. And I just share this because like what I, my reflection later was like, you know what? Like praise God that God loves the lost infinitely more than we do. And praise God for the Holy Spirit that's like, go. And I'm just sharing you. I'm having this like in my flesh. I'm just like, I just want to eat and go, right? But in the moment, I'm like, okay, I can't, I, I cannot resist. So I started praying. I said, God, fill me with boldness and help me be obedient. So I finished my food. I walked over because the trash can was right by where their table was. I threw it away and I literally went up to those two guys eating their food. And I said, I literally, they're sitting, I went up like this and I said, excuse me. Can I interrupt you for a second? They looked up. I said, can I ask you a few questions to get your thoughts? But they're questions about God. And they said, okay. <laughs> and so then I asked the first question. I literally asked, if you could describe God, how would you describe God? And the one guy said, oh, God's my, he was like, he was like this big guy. He's like, like a soft voice. He's like, oh, God's my heavenly father. <laughs> like all these things. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, oh, maybe this guy's a believer, right? And the other guy's like, oh God, he's a source. Okay, like, okay. It's like, cool, thanks. So when you ask the questions and whatever the people say, don't try to give a rebuttal. Just listen and then ask the second question. The second question I ask is this, is who would you say Jesus is? Because the most important thing that we want to talk about is Jesus. And you, you can't beat around the bush. Who do you think Jesus is? That's a great question to memorize and to begin asking people. Okay, okay this guy. He's like, Lord and Savior, all this stuff. The other guy, Jesus, Jesus was a freedom fighter. No, I'm not, I'm not making it up. He said, they lied about him, and he wasn't here 2,000 years ago. It was only 1,000 years. And I was like, in my head, like, okay, <laughs> like, all right. And then, then we got to this part. So these are called transition questions, okay? I just gave you a couple examples. Now we ask a permission question, okay? So now I'm asking, how would they describe God? They, they answer, who is you say Jesus is? They answer, I'm listening. Now I'm asking a different category of a question, a permission question. Hey, do you mind if I took a moment to share with you how I would describe God and who I believe Jesus to be according to the Bible? That's exactly how I say it. That's exactly how I say it. And what did those two guys say as they're eating their Chick-fil-A? Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like, awesome. So now you went from prepare the conversation praying to beginning the conversation using the transition and permission questions. Now to number three, share the gospel green light. So it's crazy because I've been doing this for years and I will tell you like 99.999999% of the times I'm able to ask the questions and even share the gospel. I'll share that one more thing with you. When people, I come up and I say, Oh, can I interrupt you for a second and ask you some questions, questions about God? I don't beat around the bush. I, I tell them what I really want to ask them about. And I'll say, oh, I want to talk to you about some spiritual things. <laughs> oh, I just want to talk, ask you just some questions. I don't want, I want to just tell them straight. And they always respect that. So I want to encourage you guys, just be straight. And then sometimes I'll say, um, if I see awkwardness when I'm trying to ask the, per, the these transition questions, and the, the, sometimes I see this like, <laughs> sometimes they literally go <laughs> like this. I say, hey, that's okay. Can I just ask the question so that you can at least hear the question? You don't have to answer it though. Yeah. And then they say, sure. <laughs> so then I ask the question and what do they do? They respond back. And now we're back in the conversation again. So that's just from my experience, but that's just a little kind of thing you could do. All right, so now they give the green light. Um, and you know what? What if they say no? What if they say no, what do you do? Simple. Thank you so much. Hey, have a great day. Walk away. <laughs> that's, that's, you don't have to make it awkward. Don't make it awkward by standing there and not saying anything. Just say, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys just have an awesome day. God bless you. And just walk away. It's fine. Yeah. And you know what? You just gave them a very positive interaction with a Christian who took time to say, excuse me, who took time to ask them a question and actually walked away when they said no. You, you were a witness, a positive witness to them. And you know what? You were a success. And you know what? God will honor that. And you will be blessed in that. Because what? You took a step of faith and obedience 
and you glorified God in that moment. And you know what? God can use that because if that person resists, the Holy Spirit's gonna be working on that person's heart. And no, you know, they keep saying no, right? God's sending in this prophet. No, God sends this other prophet. No, no, that's, that was Israel, right? And then finally, they cried out to God, right? So yeah, just God can use you even when you, in a very simple, fast situation and you get all the resistance, God can actually use you and you can still be a success. Amen? I know our church is in that. It does a lot of amen, but amen, amen. All right, sweet, cool. Um, okay, so number three, share the gospel. And we can share the gospel uh, with these four points, okay? These are really simple, okay? And it's, it's in there on your worksheet, I believe, on the back side. God, our condition, God's solution, our response, okay? Obviously, there's so much more to the gospel, so many aspects of the gospel. So this is a very basic way to evangelize to someone, okay? So just, that's a key word, basic, basic training. So the gospel in four simple points, God, right? He created us. Two, our condition, we're sinful, separated. Three, God's solution, Jesus. Number four, our response, right? We need to repent from our sin, turn away from it. We need to trust in Jesus. We need to believe in him, have faith in what he's done for us so that we could be forgiven and have new life with him. So as you guys write that down, this is what it sounded like when I shared with those two guys. I said, can I share with you God, the God, uh, what I believe, how I describe God and who I, I would say Jesus is? Yes. I said, okay, I'm gonna share with you four simple points. And I just, I just, I just go like this, so they follow, they track with me. Sometimes I just use my, my hands. I say, hey, number one, the Bible teaches us in the beginning, God. That's literally the first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1-1. Said, in the beginning, God. Everything started with God. God created the heavens, God created the earth, and the most amazing thing that God created was you and me. He created us in his image. That's just, I'm just starting with the Bible. I'm starting with Genesis 1, verse 1, and Genesis 1, verse 27. Okay, so that's just scripture right there. But number two is that the Bible teaches us that um, we have all turned our own ways, that we've all fallen short of God's holy standards, and the Bible just calls that sin. But the crazy thing is it's just not just called sin. Sin actually separates us from God. And the Bible teaches it because God is perfect and, and God, we use this word holy in the Bible, that actually sin must be punished and judged. And actually, um, for those who don't have a relationship with God restored before they die physically, they'll be eternally, eternally separated from God forever in a place called hell. And those aren't my words, those are Jesus's words. I always say that, and you know what? As I've kind of gone out to witness, that was a hard point for me to share. Till I actually shared out loud, <laughs> like, and you're gonna, and that person's gonna go to hell. Like, sometimes we don't even like using that word, right? Because that's, it's heavy, but it's serious. But that's the truth, okay? So you need to share the bad news before you share the good news. And so I share that really quickly, and I say, number three is this, but God didn't leave us to die in our sins, to then judge us, because of our sins, condemn us and send us to hell. No, God made a way. That's such a good phrase. God made a way. How? By sending his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to live the perfect life on this earth that we failed to live, to die the death on the cross that we deserve so that we could be forgiven by his broken body and his blood that was shed. He was buried. Three days later, he rose again from the grave, defeating death, conquering the grave, and he ascended to the right hand of the Father in heaven. And so the Bible says that anyone who turns from their ways and living as the master of their own life and they turn to Jesus, they can actually have a relationship with God restored. And so that's, so then I stopped there, okay? I, said, I stopped there and I said, hey, um, have you guys heard this before? So when you go through the points, uh, we all have a choice to make, right? I'll, I'll pause. I want to keep it short because they're eating and I'm like, I don't want to go long. So I say it a lot faster in, in real time too. I do it real fast and I say, hey, have you guys heard this before? So this guy shared, he was clearly a believer. He said, oh, I'm actually going to become a senior pastor of this reformed church or whatever in like El Monte. I'm like, whoa, finishing his last semester at Biola at the seminary. And then this other guy, um, I asked him, like, hey, has anyone ever shared this with you before? And he's and like, have you heard this before for some of our family? He's like, never. I was like, whoa. Like, it, I didn't say whoa, but, like, in my head, I was like, whoa. 
crazy, right? So crazy. So, um, so that's the, that's the gospel that we can share. Step four is invite to respond. Okay. These are actually questions that like, because of this training today that I'm preparing for, this is what I want to grow in. Okay. So this is for me. I'm going to, I'm going to start adding this after I share the gospel and hear their thoughts. Like, Oh, okay, cool. Like no one's ever shared this with you. Hey, uh, you know, I think one of the guy's names was, uh, was John. Hey, John, like, hey, who would you say is on the throne of your life? Jesus or you? Who's on the throne? Like, who's in control of your life? What would you say? Okay, maybe he says, oh, me. It's like, oh, I appreciate the honesty. Who do you want to be on the throne of your life? Who do you want to be in control of your life? What if he said Jesus? But you know, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to ask that question. So I need to grow in this myself, okay? So these, these questions, I definitely, right, from today onward, okay, you can ask me about it. But I want to I start asking people these questions, okay? So when you see me at church, be like, hey, did you, did you, have you asked anybody? You can ask me that. Megan, you can ask me that. Daniel can ask me that, okay? And then, the ultimately, like, yeah, who do you want to be on the throne of your life? And then if they say, me, then I say, oh, well, what is preventing you? Like, what's holding you back? Is there anything holding you back? That's a great question. What's preventing you from turning to Jesus? Just see what they say. Because now you're, you're asking good questions and you're inviting them to think about it. It's all question-based, which I love. It's not like you're telling them, right? You're proclaiming the gospel, yes, but you ask permission to share it. <laughs> and then everything's a question. Everything's an invitation because at the end of the day, it's their choice. But God can use you to help people think about things no one's talking to them about this deeply, this personally, and God can use you. Okay, so it's great. It can be, it's conversational. It's going back and forth. Um, if they say yes, you can invite them to pray and verbalize their commitment, okay? I, for me, I just have a thing. I call it A, B, C. Hey, let me just pray. Just pray, pray this with me out loud. Like, we'll pray A, acknowledge that you're a sinner. B, that you believe. And three, that you confess, okay? So, so A, ask. Um, uh, yeah, admit that you're a sinner, okay? And so I will lead them through that prayer. Um, if they say no or not yet, you can ask them, yeah, what's preventing them? Offer to pray with them. Give them. A, we have these gospel tracks called Two Ways to Live over there. Um, you can get their contact info. If they are a follower of Jesus, you can challenge them. Hey, like, can I pray for you? Let's, let's, I would love to pray that God would give us both boldness and continue being bold with those in our lives. And, um, yeah, you can share more about the church. You can ask them if they go to church. Maybe they're not going to church. Who knows, right? So um, there's all different ways. Um, and then lastly, number five is to prepare for follow-up. So you can invite them to church, exchange contact info, uh, invite them to an event, a Bible study, youth group, whatever, the fellowship at AA. Um, so all sorts of things, okay? So um, follow-up. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you a second to actually role-play, okay? So we're going to pair you guys up. Um, I'll, I'll, go with, I'll go with Megan, but you guys practice actually, okay? So you guys practice. So you guys already did the uh, transition question. Um, you guys, once you practice the, hey, who would you say Jesus is, okay? After you guys do that, which will take 10 seconds, um, ask, oh, can I share with you what, how I would describe God and who Jesus is? And then that person, you go through the four points. H how was that for you, just role-playing it? Well, let me ask this question. Have you role-played that before, ever? No, long time ago. No, and I've, we've done cold calling at WACF. I've attempted to do this in real life, but it did not go like this. I, did, I didn't have this like structure, so yeah, yeah. And it's also just practice too. Like you, you kind of as you hear yourself, you can maybe there's some things that you're like, oh, maybe I should say this or I need to do this. So it's it's all. What are some things that you noticed or were like, oh, interesting? Maybe I. Like any insights as you guys actually did that? I think more practice would make like my cues come more like naturally. Um, and then also like I understand that the person that I'm gonna be talking to may not be as like, receptive um, and, and like not as ideal. And so like I think preparing my heart to be like ready and responsive to like any reaction they might have, whether or not it's textbook standard or not. Uh, because, yeah, even, even with text, text standard responses, I was, like, struggling inside, so. Yeah, yeah, that's good, thanks. Anything, any Stephen? Daniel? No? Mm -hmm. 
So I want to give some feedback because you do a great job, okay? And um, when you that the throne question is is uh, is being like just give them the one or just give them the two oh. options. Say yeah, who's on the throne of your life? Would you say Jesus or you? Oh. And then they're like me. <laughs> it's like okay, who do you want to be in your, on the throne of your life? Jesus or you? Okay. And see what they say because now you're just asking them, uh-huh. and they get they get to give the answer. And say, okay, well, is there anything preventing you? It's like, they might say, well, I just don't believe, you know? It's like, oh, okay. Like, why don't you believe? So you could keep asking them another question and another question and another question until it just, obviously you want to read the room and don't want to kind of belabor the point, right? So, but you know, God's using you. So um, really, really good. Okay, here's a couple objections um, about witnessing. Hey, they've already heard the gospel. Why do I need to share with them? They've already heard it. Like, they don't need to hear it again, right? But the response is, is that they may need to hear it over and over and over again. God sent prophets over and over and over again. In John chapter 4, verses 37, 38, Jesus says this. He says, uh, here the saying holds true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for that which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Okay, so I sent you to reap what you did not labor for, okay? Other people planted a seed. Other people prepared the, the soil. All these people did all this work, okay? So in other words, there could have been like 50 people that were sharing with this person and praying for this person, and you might have been the 51st person, okay? And, and But God allowed you to reap, okay? So I want to encourage you guys with that. Like witnessing isn't like this feel-good, easy thing. It's actually like labor. It'll feel hard. It'll feel like work, okay? That's why it's like that's why it's hard to do. I feel like a lot of people in church we won't we it's it's hard to do because it's actually hard to do. <laughs> that's that just is plain an easy way to say it. I just have two objections. Second one's this: I might not know the answer to the questions. I, I need to go to apologetic seminar because I don't, I need to. What is there evil? What is you know all this stuff? Right? It's like I don't know the answers. Well, here's the response to that: That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. What do you say then? I'll give you the answer. I don't know. <laughs> Just say, I don't know. Just say, I don't know. Because the truth is, you or me, we don't know all the answers of everything. So show them that you're a human too and show them that, hey, there's some things you don't know. So you're showing them humility, okay? But here's a cool thing. Hey, let me go ask my dad. Let me go ask my pastor and get back to you. And they say, okay. So what, what are you doing? You're allowing the conversation to stay alive because you're willing to say, I don't know. And saying, but let me go ask and get back to you. Is that okay? Yeah, boom. Okay, now you have permission. You have permission. So super cool. All right, so I want to challenge you guys to pick one person on your list. Okay, because there's five people. I want to challenge you to take the go witness challenge with them. Say, if you're, if you're going to take the pray five challenge, which I really challenge you to take the challenge, pray for them every day for five weeks, okay, those five people. But pick one that you actually might see because there might be people on the list that you don't really see all the time, but maybe is there someone on the list that you actually see that you talk to a lot? And start praying for them specifically that God would give you boldness. Pray for yourself for that boldness to actually share with them and ask God to open up that door. What, what would be so crazy if that person asks you, like as you start praying and they ask you, and now you're like, well, this is the thing where like, I need to respond now. So um, be ready, right? So we can ask God to give us boldness and readiness. All right, so I'm gonna fly by these last three challenges but really just if you're gonna walk away from this time just remember pray five and the witness okay so um there's three more it's the teach god's word it's the give god's word and then it's the lead outreach okay so it's very simple the teach god's word is literally um for students there's evangelistic series that aren't are also like i feel like adults could use but they're meant to be used in the context of like a Christian club, but it could be used in the context of just like an at-home Bible study or with for your friends, your college, your college students could use it. But we have all the resources uh, for students who sign up. And this is a middle school girl. She's an eighth grader at Casimir Middle School where Christian Kwok went for a year. And, um, but yeah, this was a couple weeks ago, but I asked three, there's nine middle school students that I, I coach. And I asked, hey, who wants to teach God's word? Who wants to do this challenge? And then I was like, I don't know. Boom, three of them rose her hand. This girl and two boys. They're all eighth graders. And she gave this um, 
It's called The King and His Cross. It's a, a, a message. It's a series of the Gospel of Luke. And she wrote the title of her thing, Proclamation of the King. Jesus' mission is to save, to heal, and to restore. So she wrote all that down, and then she gave a 10-minute thing during lunchtime at a Christian club. Isn't that cool? So they're doing this, and um, it's really, really awesome. So there's that. It's like evangelistic series. Um, give God's word is simply, hey, give God's word to somebody. Say, hey, I want to give this to you as a gift, a Bible, a gospel tract, a gospel of John. Hey, and if you're willing to read it, um, like, let me know what you think. Or you can even say, hey, um, I'd love to give, you, give this to you as a gift. Christmas is coming around the corner, and it's, this is really the reason for the season. is about Jesus, and this talks about Jesus, and I'd be willing to read it with you. But I just want to give it to you, and you can, you can think about it and get back to me. Give God's word, okay? We've seen students get saved by getting Bibles at their high school. And actually said, no one talked to me. I just got one of those free new it – was, it wasn't even the whole Bible. It was only the New Testament. And they came back and said, I read it, and I, got, and I gave my life to God. It's like, whoa. Like, that's amazing. And so – the lunch ladies will uh, the lunch ladies at the school will come and get the Bibles too. Like they want it. I was like I was like I'm like very like shocked. Like whoa. So now I'm a believer. Like we people are hungry for God's word. Okay. And then last is leading outreach. So yeah, we in the context of a school uh, leading outreach like Nolan did. Um, but we can even do this as like you know churches and stuff, and uh, even at our homes and at, at you know double ACF and all that stuff. So um, do I have a video? I will. I will not show the video, um, but basically it's a, another girl who basically shared how she was resisting God, and, but she felt like God was calling her to actually start a Christian club at her school, and she did. Her school's small, but through her outreaches, she was actually able to reach half her student body last year. <laughs> so it was amazing, a public high school in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is really you know, uh, a difficult place to do ministry. So I want to share all that with you guys. Um, the short answer to this next section is this. Is this legal, especially on a public school campus? The short answer is yes. Okay? I don't have time to get into all the details, but these are the two things to remember, the First Amendment and the Equal Access Act. But you can do so much at a public school. Okay? So if you know a young person who's a high school student, they can do a lot. They can um, share their faith. They can witness. They can start a Christian club, host big gospel events. They can wear Christian clothing. They can bring their Bibles. They can pray. They can do so much. Everyone thinks it's like, it is, it's not, it's a different place right now, but there's also a lot of believers who are young, who are shining for Christ in the context of their schools. Okay. So that's really cool. And yeah, if another club can do, do something like invite a, a guest speaker or fundraise and put posters up, then so can the Christian club. And if they say you can't, that's actually religious discrimination and that's illegal. So, um, and we have, we, we have like free legal counsel around the nation. They've been working with us for 20 years. So it's pretty cool. They just write a letter and then this administrator just go, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> they just, so, um, so anyways, um, that's, is it legal? And then I just have a few <coughs> things. This is <coughs> the conference that we have. <coughs> so um, I'll just give this to you. You guys can go to the website and check it out. But if, yeah, if you know any high school students, um, I'll just give one to you too. But yeah, it's great. It's a time for, it's awesome uh, timing God's word, worship, fellowship, a ton of fun, training in evangelism, um, being with other like-minded young people who want to stand for Christ, live for Christ, witness and your hardship for his name, all that good stuff.